welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Adults. My name is Glenn King, and it is, as always, my honor and privilege to bring you Adults Entertainment Talk for the Adults Entertainment Curious. And, you know, I always try to make the show like a conversation between old friends, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always looking for really special old friends to bring on the show, and today I've got... Just that. A very special old friend. Very old. <laughs> not Dinosaur old. old. She's not old. <laughs> uh, now, I'm going to set this up for you, though, by explaining something. I am a good judge of talents. This is one of my skills, is that I can look at the new talent that's coming in and usually watch her for a couple minutes and tell you this girl's going to make it in this business or this girl isn't. And back in, I think, 2004 or 2005, something like that, uh, I was, um, so you all have heard Christy Canyon on the show, and you know that she and I have a very close relationship and always have. Uh, so she was a judge on a show called uh, Jenna's American Sex Star. And so Christy invited me to come hang out with her and go backstage on the show as they were doing the finals. I walked in with her, looked at the contestants, and there was one of them who stood out <laughs> from the others. I mean, it was just crazy. I spotted her and immediately said, Christy, who is that? And she said, that is Michelle Maylene. And I said, okay, <laughs> that girl is stunning, and she's going to win this damn thing. And um, I hope she's going to win this damn thing. But I said, she, she's not going to be probably long for porn because she's kind of better than your typical porn star. She can be <laughs> in mainstream or other things. She's going to be doing something else unless she signs a deal with Vivid to do, like, you know, upscale dramas that don't have yeah. that much sex in them. And so that girl was, and still is, the great Michelle Maylay. Michelle Hi, Maylay, everybody. everybody. <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about that whole thing with Jenna's Club yeah. Sex Star, and we're going to talk about how she got into the business and what she's been doing lately and all kinds of great stuff. Uh, so let's get right into it with her. Yes. Let's just start. <laughs> uh, okay, so first I have to describe to everybody what you look like, what you're wearing right now. They all ask for this. Okay. So, all right, uh, Michelle Maylene is a 32-year-old, 32, right? 32, yeah. Stunning, half-Asian, half-French um, model, basically. She is currently wearing a tiny little pair of shorts and uh, uh, a top that says Fender on it because, mm-hmm. you know, very cool. She's a rocker <laughs> chick, as you can see. And her legs are tan. She's, I'm looking at her legs. <laughs> Stunningly beautiful. So you all are going to want to go check her out, and you can do so because her Twitter is? It is the, oh, at Michelle Maylene on Twitter and Instagram, the Michelle Maylene. There you so. go. So go check her out. Yeah. So follow along with us so you know what you're looking at exactly. as you listen to the podcast here. All right, you got into business very early. Very, I think it was 18. I was 18, so it was actually kind of a scandal because I was still enrolled in high school, and I was senior class president and top of my class, but I turned 18 in January. Wow. So I was dating a male stripper, of course, and of course. he's like, hey, let's do fucking movies together. And I'm like, well, maybe, but he's like, come on, let's like go on set and this and that. Um, so I signed myself out of school. To go to set, and I went on, my first set that I ever went on was a Vivid set, where he was shooting with, um, what's her name? She had, like, the, Tawana? Avina Lee. Avina Lee was on set, and... Oh, Avina Lee was Avina Asian. Avina Lee was on set, okay, and yeah. Tiffany Taylor. So they were shooting, and he was working with them. So I got to, like, see, like, the pretty girls shoot and all that, and the directors were really nice to me and, like, buttering me up and stuff, and he was telling them... Oh, she might get this before I signed with LA Direct, of course. Yeah. But, 
So I went on set a few times and then I was like, okay, let's fucking do it. So I literally would sign out of school and skip a day or two of school to shoot, be back on set the next, uh, be back at school the next day and tell everyone about it. I'd bring them pictures and stuff from the set. And what's really cool is the whole staff knew what I was up to, all the teaching staff, um, because it was a private military school on Edwards Air Force Base, Desert High School. So it was very small. Our graduating cast is 56 people. My friends are still my best of friends from, like, elementary school. They've always been so supportive of my career and, like, me getting into it. Even the teachers were, like, fascinated by it, and they would ask me about it appropriately, of course, and I would tell them. And before graduation... Like, some of the military police officers and young airmen got wind that I was, like, you know, up and coming already that fast. They would wait in my school parking lot with my box covers and, like, have me signing DVDs and shit. So it was, like, kind of a big deal on base. And then to my graduation, when I was giving a speech to Zim, my vice president, he's like, she's a porn star, yeah! And, like, the whole auditorium erupts. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. Like, it was pretty, it was, like, movie shit. So I was like, fuck, thanks, Zim. Like, but it was really funny. And everyone starts cheering. The whole class is like, fuck, yeah. Like, that is so it cool. It was really, really cool. And why were you on a, in a military school? Your dad was My military? father served in the Air Force for 22 years as head of logistics so he led our nation to victory all past operations and wars pretty much up until Iraqi freedom wow that's my dad Michael Beck yeah he's pretty famous wow okay well you said his name so go ahead and say his name again Michael Beck Michael Beck Google him and and, um, on behalf of everybody thank you for his service because I firmly believe that we need to recognize all the things that these people did for us he's a great great man he's a genius he loves the shit out of me he knows about who I am and has always been my big, like my best friend. Yeah. And he's like, Michelle, I don't give a fuck what you do. He's like, just stay safe. Don't let anyone use you or abuse you. He's like, if I could fucking make money having sex, I would too. And he's like, I'm sick of this double-edged sword where if a man does it, he's the man. Yeah. But if a woman does it, he's like, she's instantly a whore. And he's like, if anyone talks shit to you, they talk shit to me. And he's like, and I'll kill a motherfucker. <laughs> so no one fucks with me. Good. And he's a genius, you know, like everyone respects and venerates him and I'm like I'm his fucking daughter like yeah I did porn but that doesn't mean I don't come from a good strong family you yeah know? no absolutely I think that's a misperception it that really a lot of people is. have there are a lot of it is a, a common misconception that I'm hoping to change like so many of the girls they just they find it empowering now and like they've never been molested their family knows about it it's not some scarlet letter you know like if anything now in this day and age it's celebrated even as a woman it should be in mm-hmm. in our world and i've said this on the show many times people need to understand it's not just the girl who met a male stripper and ended up on it's set not. it's your next door neighbor it's the girl that's in your apartment complex exactly. that's driving the new corvette right now yeah because all across the country girls are discovering that webcam is a better job webcam, than being a exactly. secretary down at and or, you make more money we, we had a girl recently who um she started in a factory working uh doing uh um, inspections of auto parts or something and then found out she could do porn and make a lot more money. Exactly. And so it's not people coming from broken it's homes. It's not. It's not. And then it's like, you know, it's not dumb girls. Like a lot of the girls are really intelligent, really smart. A lot of them have gone to college like myself. You know what I mean? Like we're not just dumb girls that are like, oh, you know. And we, could, like you said, we don't come from broken homes. Like yeah. my family's very close-knit. I have tons of nieces and nephews and really strong close bonds my grandparents even and my aunts and uncles you know what i mean so like we're we have families too and like we're normal fucking people right i feel like a lot of times 
they see us like oh, we're these adult stars and we're like these untouchable like creatures to them and I was like no we're actually fucking down to earth human beings like everybody else and we have the same kind of shit that you guys have we have the same kind of problems same kind of issues you know same kind of family and like close close knitness and like all that you know a lot of people think that the girls are always like troubled right right they feel like they're troubled or they're on drugs. There's something wrong for them. And that's absolutely not the case anymore. No, absolutely. So. Well, all right. So walk us through what happened next. Okay. You started in with this so male stripper. You went on a few sets. So I fucking started and I I did, like, I went on a few sets. I shot for Penthouse um, with Kelly at Penthouse. And then I, like, I think I got pissed off at him about something. And I kind of did a revenge thing where I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to sign with an agent. And I'm going to fucking kick your ass in porn and be fucking huge. Like, it was like a revenge thing because he told me he wasn't working with other girls. And I found out that he was. Wow. So that's when I yeah. signed with LA Direct. And it gotcha. was like okay. instant. I was like booked almost 27 times a month. Like, I had a two-month waiting list. Like, really small work list because I'm picky as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even stay in that long. But it was fun. And then, you know, I ended up working for Playboy TV quite a bit. Right. And getting on Jenna's American Sex Star. I got lucky where Jenna and Tara Patrick both saw something in me and they both kind of took me under their wing and mentored me a bit. Like, And then also I started getting, you know, talked to by Wicked and Vivid about being under contract, like you said. And that's when Jenna's American Sex Star came about, which was a competition show for you know, uh, Club Jenna contract, which was huge at the time. Yeah, okay, we're going to get into that, but I just want to get a little bit more about your okay. own sense. And, you know, we didn't shoot you back then, because yeah. I want people to understand why, because back then, you were the ultimate cute young thing yeah. that, you know, your roles should have been, at least for your first few years. They were. The naive 18-year-old girl who gets hypnotized. Legal. and then, I was always barely legal yes. girl, like, like, oh... Always naive and, you know, always, right. I was always the young girl, yeah. yeah. But I looked even younger then. I still look young now, but without makeup, it's scary. Like, people are like, were yeah. you shooting porn when you weren't 18? I'm like, no, you freak, because I'm not fucking Tracy Lores. <laughs> right. But so you all understand that if she was still doing porn today, we would be all over her. Yeah. Because now <laughs> you have a little bit more of a hard edge I to do, you, I and do. you can be confident and strong and not limited That's true. to naive But then I also, roles. without makeup, I could still do the young girl look, too. Yes, you could. But I do have the confidence. and We would put you in a cheerleader uniform oh and tell people that I was, you're a college cheerleader. I swear cheerleader. to fucking God, like, when I worked for Cinemax for so long, I'm like, okay, you guys. I'm fucking 30. I'm turning 30. I'm like, I can't play a college girl anymore. I'm like, and they're like, the next season, they're like, you're going to be the counselor. <laughs> the hot counselor yeah. that stays at school and seduces. I'm like, you guys are assholes. But no, it was pretty fun. Um, all right, so that's what you were doing was the naive roles. What was your favorite roles. stuff that you did back then? Well, see, I was very, I was a shop wild, boy right? girl. I was the yeah. most vanilla porn star yeah. Yeah. in the whole fucking world. Like, I only did boy-girl. I literally only did maybe one or two scenes with an extra girl, but I didn't um, mess with her as much. Like, now I'm much more bisexual than I was before. Yeah. Now I love women. Yeah. So, like, I like messing around with them in my personal life, you know, like, here and there. But, like, before I was very scared of them. Like, I wasn't, I was just straight. So, I was like, I wasn't going to be gay for pay and just do girl-girl because it adds extra work. So, I was only boy-girl vag. I never even did anal. And I was offered ten grand to shoot an anal scene, 
not going to say what company, but Derek remembers. And I turned it down. Still, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, my butthole's not ready for that. It might have been the right move. It um, might have because, if I chose to stay. Yeah. But I got out. No, I mean, it, it might have been the right move for you not to do it because, exactly. you, you know, any time that a girl ends up doing something that she doesn't want to do for the money, yeah, it adds a little depressing thing. It adds to it the does. list of depressing things on her mind. It does. Yeah. And you should never, like, never sell yourself short, never sell out for money. Like, even, but I've always been that way where I'm like, I'll go without, like, I don't need a ton of money to be happy. And I'm like, I would rather, sa- like, I'd sacrifice, like, my, I won't sacrifice my happiness for money. You know what I mean? And, like, at the end of the day, when you look yourself in the mirror, like, are you going to be happy with, you know, being coerced into something you weren't ready for? No. So you don't do it, you know? And a lot a lot of girls don't have that kind of strength about them. You know what I mean? I do. And I'm going to go on a Glenn King mini rant for our listeners real quickly here because you love your favorite porn star. You want your favorite porn star to be happy. You guys tweet all day about how you, you believe in the mental health of your favorite porn stars. Yeah. And yet, you guys encourage her to um, to do unsafe practices. You want her to do rough scenes. You want her to do cream pie scenes. You want her to do these double anal scenes. Those are the things that contribute to the poor mental health of the performers because um, diseases are passed through all of those things. Yeah. They get hurt. They get mentally destroyed, mentally beaten up. And so um, just please listen to me on this, guys. Don't get mad at your favorite performer for not doing extreme things. Uh, encourage her to just find the, the the things that she's happy with. Some girls love doing all the wild scenes, they do. but but the ones that aren't right for they aren't right for. They all right, so now we're doing a little simul video cast mm-hmm. here, so you guys will <laughs> be able to look at her Instagram or whatever yeah. and, and uh, see I'll some post stuff. It. Should I stand Great. up for them? No, it's okay. I just like talking. I just want a little clip of it. Awesome. But no, what are we talking about? All right, now we're going to talk I'm about Jenna's American now. sex star. All right, Jenna's American sex star. Yes. So, do you want me to just get into it? Very highly rated show. It really captured America in terms of the Playboy television. You were on season one. How did they find you for this? How did it happen? So basically, it was a competition show, and mm-hmm. I was literally they like they picked out a very small amount of girls. I think it started with. Um, did Chrissy tell you? I think it started with a small pool of like ten girls or twelve girls, and then every every episode they like eliminate them very, like very much like America's Next Top Model but to search for the next big porn star yeah right so I ended up being a finalist yes like you know and now what did they make you do though so that... that's what's fun is they didn't make us really they made us do mock scenes okay and you know they, it was mostly interview process and I feel like it was more like to test our like attitudes they also had us like practice hosting and stuff because when you do like adult films you're not just an adult film star. Like, you get hired for appearances. You have to yeah. be in front of the camera and right. host events sometimes and be comfortable and work with fans. So they had us do a lot of stuff like that, to be honest. And it was mostly interview processes and fun little weird competitions. It was so long ago that, like, I've lived so much life since then. Like, I can barely put my finger on it. Yeah. But it was fun. It was. So you didn't actually have sex oh. with anybody as part of the competition? No, no. They would so review cool. our work. Like, I think they pulled up certain work, oh, remember? yes. They would see our work, and then they would have us do simulated things, like, to see chemistry and stuff like that. And then they did simulated photos, see, like, photo shoots and stuff like that. It was very, it was Playboy TV, so it was very glamorous and yeah. very kosher. Yeah, yeah. You know what it I mean? It was good, though. Is that a good I, word? No, Is that I, not a good word? 
good word to use. No, kosher is a good word to use for this particular purpose. At least. It and unless our Jewish audience is very mad vanilla. At us, but no, come on, guys. but they kept it very. You know, they always did pretty stuff, and they had to keep it kind of not so X-rated and explicit. Oh yeah, no. Remember, I was oh, Playboy Radio's around. first male host. I yeah. had to deal with all that, all that, the freaking red tape and shit. Things, these emails Jeez. they would send us with, you know, be careful, don't say this, don't say this, and don't get all your picture taken tape. in front of the logo without our permission. And it was a crazy place to work. Jeez, I remember that. Yeah. I think remember I co-hosted with Christy for like two weeks when they when they were looking for a new host. Oh, right. And that was a right. really fun time. We and then I actually still I've been on a radio show recently, like a year ago. Oh, good. I've but Vivid, so she looks so great. She's doing so good. I was one of the original hosts over at Vivid as well. Nice. So those were Look good at times. you. Well, you're great at what you do, so. Thank you very right, much. Right, so. So the finalists of okay. this thing were you, Tiffany Taylor, Tiffany who had Taylor. the worst tattoo in the world. It was drawn on by a little kid, I think. <laughs> um, no, Brea Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. And then who's that fourth? Was there four? Ah. Uh, I think there was a fourth, but I can't remember who it was. I don't think it's on your Wikipedia here. So. I don't know. Let me. You want me to look up real quick? I feel like the ones that I remember are the three. Okay, because I'm gonna video this, but we basically got down to three finalists. That's what I remember. Do yeah. you remember that? That's what I think it was. I feel like there were it three was. of you when I arrived. And all right, so now I'm gonna say something here that because this is dramatic. So you did not win this contest. No, I did not. However, today, for the first time ever, we're going to reveal to you guys, you the listening audience, why she didn't win this contest so, that she definitely should have won. Okay, so here's the thing. It's been long enough now, so sorry Playboy TV, sorry Jenna, like, we love you. But basically, I was runner-up. So what they did was, they first they... They, they talked to us, right? Like, it was towards the end of the competition. They picked the winner, which was me. Don't. I don't want you-know-who getting mad. But they picked the winner, which was me, and they brought me to the back, and, like, through the throughout the course of the last few days, they brought the paperwork, and they were like, well, this is what we're willing to offer. They wanted me to be the Jenna, Club Jenna contract girl and all that, but the numbers were scathing. Like, right. it, it was probably the least amount, like, the, the most penny-pinching. It was, like, 40 to 50, like, 40 or 50,000, like, for the year to be a contract star. And yeah. that's pennies yeah. on the dollars. Like, contract stars don't get that. So it was, like, 40 or 50 or Do, do the math Something people. ridiculous, like, every year, like, for the yeah. whole year. And at the time, I was being talked to by Vivid yeah. and Wicked for a contract. So I was like, I'm sorry, no deal. Like, I can't. I'm not going, I don't care if it's Playboy TV, I don't care, like, I can't live off of that, like, I'm like, I was renting, like, a $3,000 apartment at the time, like, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to live off that, so I respectfully declined, and then the winner ended up being the girl who took it. Great so, event, okay. Absolutely. Now, um, I want you guys to understand the math here. She was making, let's say, what was your boy-girl rate back then, 1000 or 1200 yeah, 1000 1, bucks. 1200 Yeah, 1200 1, $1, She was working... With a waiting list of, so she could work basically 30 days a month if she wanted to, but let's just say yeah, 25 days a month she was working that she was doing scenes. Yeah. Even 20 days a month is $20,000 a month, or yeah. 20, what is two times, so $24,000 a month yeah. that she was making. 24000 times 12 is something like two $300,000 a year yeah. that she would have been making without a without contract. Without a contract. And they offered her... 
forty thousand dollars a year. Fifty-five. I think it was like close to fifty-five. I remember. Fifty-five thousand dollars a year instead of the three hundred thousand that she could have been making without a contract. But I get it. And I get that like being attached to Jenna Jameson is a huge deal, and being attached to Club Jenna would have been a huge deal at the time. That was like at her fucking peak, peak, right? And I appreciate her for taking me under her wing. I loved her to death. I still love her to death. But you keep in mind, Brea Bennett also was her fucking super fan. Yes. She was like, she wanted to be the next Jenna. She loved Jenna. Like, Brea was, and, and God bless her. Like, like, I love that about her. That's why she was like, yeah, I love it. She just wanted to align with her in that regard. So I'm like, cool. And Brea only lasted a year in her contract yeah. and then got out of it. And let me say this as, because Michelle can't say this. See, back then... Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, rumor had it that from quite a few sources that I knew that Jenna had a lot of problems paying her friends and people. She had quite an entourage well. of people that she owed money to, including I heard that her. As well. Yeah, I mean, this happens to a lot of people in our industry. Mm-hmm. When they make big money, they don't they, actually budget, exactly. and so they can spend thirty thousand dollars a month yeah. when they are making twenty thousand dollars a month. Exactly. And Jenna is a classic case of that yeah, and I, I think she probably like, admits it now that she was overspending and Yeah, absolutely. We all do. I still am guilty of overspending at times like and I've always been good with budgeting here and there and you know what I mean? But still we're all guilty of it. But also I feel like a lot of her um a lot of her money came from the like backers and the financial you know like the sponsors so like you know it wasn't necessarily from her account it was from so she was relying a lot on other people as well to pay these girls out and stuff like that but it was great while it lasted and i'm like good for brea for taking the contract now even and tiffany ended up as a vivid contract girl and tiffany ended up with vivid yeah exactly didn't last i ended up quitting before signing with either of them like very shortly after yeah, I got engaged to a soap star. Everyone knows this. But well, then I ended up on Cinemax. There so. you go. Well, let's get into that. <laughs> um, and by the way, we shot the uh, Tiffany Taylor. Uh, also, the next year, the same thing happened. Roxy Giselle won, and then she wanted to get out of her contract yeah. a year later. So nobody ended up Shit, doing that's this. Right. that's they right. They did do an American Sex Star 2, didn't they? They did. So we're going to talk about her transition into a Skinamax type movies but first i need to talk to you about our sponsor sex panther sex panther <clears throat> sex panther is your way my listeners to get an intimate relationship with the porn stars that you adore and love so you can text them you can send them those dick pics or <laughs> you can cuz they don't want you to, in fact not only do they not want you to send them dick pics on twitter but Twitter just put out a new TOS, Terms of Service. You can have your account taken away thank if you God. send somebody an unsolicited thank dick pic. Thank God. From now on. So, my yeah. inbox looks like the fucking <laughs> pursu- like the fucking sausage counter. Like the, My inbox looks like the fucking sausage refrigerator at the fucking grocery store. It's that <laughs> bad. Like, report like, them all. Please report. Report <laughs> them all. I, I will. All. I even tell people, I'm like, please don't send. Like, I'm like, stop sending me this. Like, all right, but then here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you signed up on Sex Panther. Okay. Because you can charge guys ten bucks to send you a dick pic, and then charge you can charge them. No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Why didn't I sign up ages ago? Yes. Let's um, do it. And so this is the thing. Not only can you, the fans, 
get a, an intimate picture from Michelle if she gets on here, yeah. or Christy Canyon, or Ginger Lynn, or Courtney Taylor, who was on the show a few weeks ago. Yeah, like Courtney gets on Sex Panther every day, and she'll send you nudes, and you can also just talk to them. Like Ginger gets a ton of people that just want to know what it was like when she dated exactly. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, and she talks. She spends just, hours on the phone honest, every they day. They just like talking. Yes, I find that my like biggest fans, they they want to know me on a more personal level. It's not like oh, like you're a sex goddess or anything like that. Like they want to know me as Michelle, like as a yeah. normal human being, and want to know you know what my vices are, what I like to do when I'm not like you know what I what I do for fun, what I do on a normal daily basis. Like it's very strange. I like to be much more personal. Yeah, if you want to see. The Michelle Maylene porn pictures, then just Google her yeah, or go easy. on the internet and go find them. But if you want real, intimate pictures, then you're going to want to use Sex Panther. That's S E X T uh, Panther, P A N T H E R dot com. And then I also want to say for the many, many performers who listen to the show, as an example, Michelle Maylene. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your way to get that intimate bond, that intimate relationship with your fans. But only with the loyal fans who support you exactly. and weed out the ones who say, well, I want to talk to you and send you dick pictures, but I don't want to spend any money. Yeah, well, you can go get fucked. Yes. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what Sex Panther's for. It is for both the performers. Go sign up. And it is for the um, uh, for the fans. Everybody can get connected. So, of course, since they're my sponsor, I have a good exactly. relationship with them. I'm going to help Michelle get set up with them Absolutely. as quickly as we can. So there you go, Sex Panther, everybody. Check that out. All right, so this is really cool for me because I knew you in 2004 and 2005, and we hung out, and we had Brookhaven as our mm-hmm. both our close friends. So we spent a lot of time yeah. together, but I lost track of you for the most part. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you've done so well. Talk to us about how Thank you me. ended up doing mainstream films you're in a, can I say the film yeah, that you're sure, in next week sure she's in a Robert De Niro movie yeah. uh, in a couple of weeks yeah. here this is so cool Robert De Niro Tommy Lee Jones and Morgan Freeman it's a 30 million dollar movie I, the producer called me himself directly he's like I really want you I'm playing a sexy like gun toting machine gun toting nun that's but so I like want to play a badass so that's like the newest news so that's fun I recently shot for Amazon Prime a movie called Girl Lost 2 I guess it's the number one trending Amazon Prime movie wow Serena uh, Brooke was in it too yeah so that was awesome but I ended up on freaking Cinemax HBO Cinemax they fed me until I was 30 <laughs> from what 19 happened? you were doing porn and I was doing porn I got engaged, my first engagement. Yeah. Don't ask how many I have. And but this is public information. <laughs> this you, is very he was a relatively famous person. He was. He was very famous. Mom, he, he was a soap star. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, you know, came out publicly with me. Like, we'd always be in those fucking little tabloid magazines and shit. And he's like, you know, I love her and I'm marrying her. So he proposed to me. He's like, but I want you to quit. And I want to take care of you, all that. But then, lo and behold, I would be reading his script with him. Um, when he came home because they shot every day for the soaps for he was on Days of Our Lives yeah. and All My Children yeah. so he'd come home I'd read the script with him and he's like Michelle he's like you're really fucking good he's like you're better than some of the girls that I work with he's like let me pay for your acting class classes and take you to my agent and you know get you doing more mainstream stuff so I studied with Eric Morris Intensive who's like Jack Nicholson Meryl Streep went to and I did great in this class surprisingly everyone was scared of him but he loved me 
probably because I have these. Well, I didn't have these back then, but... <laughs> yeah, you were hot back then. You were, you were um, the word I like to use is Q factor. Like, some people just sort of jump out at you if you're yeah. scanning a room or you're scanning a page... And you're like, boom, okay, I noticed yeah, that person. You. You've always had the Q factor well, like that. You. And by the way, just so the listeners know, because it is public information, what was the name of the soap star that you Marcus were dating? Marcus Patrick. Marcus Patrick, yeah. which is on her Wikipedia. And he's, he's married now. He has kids. Like, he's yeah. doing really good. Um, You know, so I'm like, great. We didn't work out, but that's okay. And he definitely is um, paramount to me moving into mainstream. Like, so I always will be, like, eternally grateful to him because he got me on the few little things here and there, like... I, I've done a lot. If you look at my MTV, I was on two Netflix shows, one with Vin Diesel. So that was pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so I got... Now, just so I understand about the acting classes, I went to acting classes yeah. as well. People don't realize that Hollywood acting classes, um, they're not like you went to in your high school drama class no. because the first thing they have to do is they have to break you open. They have to get you to the point where yeah. you flow, you emotions flow out of you yeah. and are expressed. Yeah. How long did it take you in those acting classes before your teacher was going like, yes, oh my God, I believe almost, you now. Almost instantly, mm-hmm. because like I feel like having done porn and having experienced, like I've lived a lot of life, like you know, I've lost people, like I've experienced a lot of things, so it's very easy for me to get back to that state. And you know me, like I wear my heart on my sleeves, like I'm a very emotional person and I'm a very real person. Yeah. So and I'm also extremely empathetic yeah. to like humanity and people and like so it's very easy for me to like get to that to the nitty gritty of that. So it was almost instant, like within the first few weeks definitely wow, after I got great. the jitters and he would always like he would always applaud me and everyone would freak out because he was so fucking slicing to everybody else. So I was like just fucking like I don't know how I'm getting through this like scot free. I was like I must be pretty good. So it was pretty fun. I was in um, Dobie Gillis's acting school, so you're too young to know who Dobie Gillis <laughs> was. But um, Go- Dobie Gillis had this TV show, and then Gilligan, um, Bob Denver, I think was his name, Denver Pyle or Denver Pyle, was uh, was his sidekick on Denver the show. Pyle. Was that or no? I, I'm confusing mm-hmm. my guys, right? All right. Well, Gilligan, Gilligan was on the show with Dobie okay. Gillis. Dobie Gillis hated me. He did not like me in his acting classes, (laughs) and I didn't like him, and it it didn't. It's one of the reasons I never became an actor. But anyway, so that's awesome. So you got going in these things. And then I, my very first audition was for Koi Confidential, and then I had already worked for Cinemax through Derek, like, for the Skinemax movies. But this was, What was his name, the guy that was doing all those? um, Robert Lombard. Robert Lombard. Yeah, he still does it. He does? Well, kind of here and there. He's kind of more retired now, but... Yeah. And uh, Cinemax doesn't do any softcore stuff more but Showtime does and surprisingly enough the former owners of ADN Paul Fishbein and Darren do Showtime and they almost had me on their new show Chemistry but then for scheduling conflicts and stuff I didn't end up on it so after I got done with Cinemax Showtime wanted me but then I was booked on other fun things but they always keep me in mind they're doing really good Darren owns a big pot distributor company and then Paul is doing all the softcore stuff for Showtime awesome Paul um, and I are longtime friends he is one of the greatest guys dude I love him Earth. so yeah. much I was he Paul always loved me back when he was still the owner of AVN like remember I would host for AVN Live and they had me on that great contract which I fucking loved doing like the weekly wrap ups I met Paul at his I was his at his bachelor party Oh, so wow. what's okay. funny is is they gathered a group of girls and they're like oh yeah it's the owner of ABN I'm like whatever you know me I'm like oh okay I'll just go I'm definitely not one to like 
spread my legs to like gain anything but like unless it's for money or whatever but no just kidding but Paul he said the same thing to me that I had that he's like you know you just stood out and like we were instantly best friends like he chose me to be his girl for the night I gave him the dopest lap dance ever and but ever since then like we always like yeah he thought I was sexy and he always was like rooting for me and like said the same thing as you basically but we were cool like he's like my homie and like but he, you know, his daughter's like really old. She's getting older now and really cute. So throw out some your favorite productions that you worked My on that are mainstream. My favorite fucking productions, well, definitely Netflix, The Ropes, Vin Diesel series. Okay. Um, where I paid, I did a, a cameo. It was really cool. Where I paid the girl that all the bouncers. It was basically all his stories from when he was a bouncer, and like it wasn't him in it at all. He was just the producer. And Zoe Saldana from Avatar, she directed me for the two, three days I was on set. So it was, wow. like, magical. So I got to meet her and, like, hang out with them, like, in the trailers and stuff. But I played the girl that all the bouncers were obsessed with. And I would come in and, like, cut to the front of the line. And, like, I was the party girl. And then yeah. one of them, which is actually really funny, was my ex in real life, not the soap star, the one I left the soap star for. He booked the main character in that. So he's the bouncer that eventually gets me on the series and, like, you know, we fuck around and stuff. So I was like, babe, like, this is great. Like, I have to, like, dance on a poker table and, like, get all crazy and get fucked, like, backstage and stuff. Like, fake fucked, of course. But I was like, we're basically capturing our relationship on camera for Netflix forever. <laughs> I'm like, this is what we do in real life. Right. <laughs> and it was really fun. Yeah, like, that's easy. It was so fun. Joel Rush, he's really, really, he's doing great. Like, I just talked to him maybe three months ago but okay. he has a daughter now and he's in Georgia he's signed with Tyler Perry like completely oh, so awesome. he's on um, fucking that one show for better or for worse okay. but now he works for Tyler like non-stop so but it was fun because like he would piggyback me to set so it looked like it was Brooklyn but we really shot it in downtown LA so he'd piggyback me to set we'd be like drinking secretly in the trailer like it was just a fun time that one I of course I love everything I shot for Cinemax yeah that was great I supposed to, I I love shooting... Remember Zane's Sex Chronicles? Yes. I love... I absolutely love the episodes I shot for them because, like, they just made it so beautiful and I just love yeah. the history that it's actually aligned with a novel series because, you know, I'm a big reader. But I loved everything, Glenn. You know me. I, I think everything's great. Did you do... You did some stuff with Brookhaven. I did. Were you in that movie she did that We was... were Paris Hilton's movie. Okay, Paris Hilton's movie. Paris Talk about Hilton's that one. movie, Pledge This. That was ages ago where we yeah. played like the nude sorority goddess. We were the yeah. sorority goddesses that everyone worshipped. That's great. You guys got to go look that, that up. That was fun. And I, I think maybe you were in the one that was something like How to Get Along in Hollywood or something like that. No, and no, no. It was no, that, no, that was her separately. And then I was in a comedy, a fucking great comedy called The Best Thanksgiving Ever. Okay. And I brought Brooke onto the movie with me. We always like bring each other onto sets. Yeah. But the best Thanksgiving ever is actually a really fun comedy. You should watch it. Okay. Yeah, so I played a role in that, too. Like, comedy stuff. Small roles, like, nothing crazy. This coming up one is going to be my biggest, that's for sure. Like, I just can't believe it. It literally just my, like, inbox dinged and then got a call from my friend, Jason Allison, who's the producer. And, like, he's like, hey, like, we think you're perfect for this. Like, can you come? And, like, I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So no audition, no nothing. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. So it's a small thing, but no, it's but still there's fun. Two, okay, so two things come into play yeah. in a situation like this. Because when I first came to Hollywood, you know, I, I was trying to get into movies and stuff like that, and I got I was I did a lot of extra type work. Mm-hmm. So, for example, on um, uh, anger management. 
Okay, so I got a small thing. No way! Managed. I love anger management. Yeah, so it's it had uh, you know um, uh, Jack Nicholson, no of way. course, and Adam Sandler. I love that. And there was a scene where Jack was walking down the hall of the courthouse, bouncing a basketball, and then I'm in there with him with this hot girl. <laughs> and the scene got cut out of the movie, but it ended up being because that happened Shit. to us a lot. That it? does happen. Okay, but here's the bit. point I was going to make. Two things come out of it. Number one, you do these movies with these famous people. And you realize that they're kind of just people. So in some cases, the aura comes off of them a little bit because yeah. you're like, okay, to some degree, they're just a regular guy reading a script yeah. just like me. Yeah. Also, though, some of them have an aura that transcends everything. They walk onto set and you don't need to see them because you feel it. You when know. Jack Nicholson exactly. walked onto set... That's like and I'm Robert, standing within sure. five feet of Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I feel a rub of greatness. Yeah. And that's what you yeah, exactly gonna are going to get. Robert experience. De Niro is... He's freaking huge. Like, he's up there with, like, Al Pacino. Like, fuck, I'm excited. Because, like, I'm friends with Nobu, you know, his partner. Like, and I... Like, Chef Nobu, who owns the restaurant, he opened oh, yeah, Nobu. yeah, the Nobu's guy. Right, with, right, right. Okay. So I'm going to totally... Like, you know me, I'm fearless. I'm like, yes. I... I'm. I don't know where I get it from, but I'm like I just am myself and just say what I want, do what I want, and usually it's it's well received. Like, right. and I'll walk up to any celebrity, like big or small, and like usually they get a kick out of me. So I'm gonna be like, hey, we should. I'm totally gonna be like, let's go to Nova together. Nova will love it. <laughs> Incredible. Just kidding. No. Robert De Niro, I'll, and you'll learn if I'll you can get a dinner with Robert De Niro and yeah, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I think he's married. And, uh, I think he's married, but who knows? Well, who knows? Who knows? But, that but mean I'm you respectful. Like yeah. I'm, you know, I'm currently juggling like three people right now. So like my platter's full. I'm not, right, right, right. I'm not trying to. But that's how down you. <laughs> that makes you more attractive. Is yeah. the thing, and because I you know, don't like, want them exactly, and I'm not trying to do anything for right. any guy, any girl out there. <laughs> be, when you have people in your life and, you know, or in my case, because I get to have sex in my videos, I don't walk around like I want to have sex. I'm not thirsty, so people can sense it. I mean, it's, I'm not not bragging, but people, girls come up to me constantly. It's really funny. It's, it's the opposite. Like when you're secure and confident, which I've always been. And then like when you're getting laid and you like have your own little stable of men and women, like. Right. They're chill. Like, people sense that, and it kind of makes you more attractive It to makes them. you more attractive. It's really strange, right? That's a good episode to talk about, like, that whole... It's funny, like, cause when you find that when you, I find that when I'm in a relationship, I get hounded way more than when I'm single. Like, yeah. do you find that, too? Like, when you're single, you're like, okay, where are all the fucking dates at? But then, as soon as, like, you got one, two, three, in my case, great guys that are sharing me, everyone's, like, fucking... Knocking like barking up my tree. I'm like, stand in line, buddy. <laughs> Get in line, honey, because I'm satiated completely at the moment. It's a look in your eyes, and it's your face expression, and it's like it's we like for me anyway. I could walk in anywhere and take my pick of whatever guy, whatever girl I want to go yeah, home with right. at the end of the night, and it happens. Like yeah. if I choose to, like yeah. I clean. I'm the best wingman ever. I can like my fucking. <laughs> Stables of girls, like hot girls home. Yeah. I for some reason they love me. Like but I make them feel beautiful and I love them too. Dude, my wifeies are the hottest fucking bitches on the planet. Like if you guys follow my Instagram, yeah. you'll see who my wifeies are, like because 'cause I'm bisexual. Everyone knows this kind of. Um but no, so I'm like I'm I'm like my platter's full. I'm good. Say your Instagram <laughs> one more time. My Instagram is the Michelle Maylene and it is private, so request me. 
Um, I because I filter out like the escorts and like the computers and stuff. Like you know, yeah. you could click oh, and yeah. see. So I filter that out. But my Twitter is um, public and it's at Michelle Naley. So. so go follow her. Now I'm going to ask her about her um, all the other endeavors that she's doing today. But first, I need to talk about our other sponsor real quickly, yeah. and that is Savage Sin Clothing. Savage Sin Clothing is clothing for cool people. Believe me on this. Um, I, personally, am not somebody who knows how to dress. I don't know how to be cool. I don't know how to act cool when it comes to clothing. And so I need somebody to just lay some clothing out for me that's cool and trendy and hip and looks makes me look like I'm in touch with the modern world. That's what you can be, too. See, you can be in touch with the modern world. You can do this by going to SavageSinClothing.com. They have all kinds of cool stuff for men. They have stuff for women. we got to show you this stuff because we're going to get okay. you some Savage Sin clothing. They're that. right here in Vegas. And um, But go to the website right now, everybody. It's, it's manufactured right here in the United States. It's high-quality cotton. It's very good clothing. But most importantly, I want you to go to the website and look through it. And we have a special promo code for you. Our promo code is KINGSIN, K-I-N-G-S-I-N. Enter the promo code KINGSIN at checkout. You're going to get 40% off of your entire order of Savage Sin clothes. So this is a good deal, and it's really awesome clothing, and I myself am looking forward to wearing this clothing around. So SavageSinClothing.com. Thank All right. You. So just uh, just to wrap up this interview, we're now going to get to the present with Michelle. I know you got some awesome projects going on. Yeah. Talk. I to got us. some awesome projects going on, like we talked about earlier, the filming stuff. But I'm also going to be feature dancing in New York City again, December nineteenth. Great. So that's pretty fun. Um, I just Wh- which club? Which club? Oh, Sapphire. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sapphire, New York City. Sapphire, New York City. I'm sorry, City. I'm just okay. so used to going there that I'm like everyone knows I dance at Sapphire, but it's one show only. But I do stay afterwards for like pictures, VIP rooms, stuff like that. And you know, Glenn will tell you I'm really, really good to fans, and I I actually spend time with them. I'm not I'm not like it's not like revolving door. Like I actually try to get to know them and spend time with them and. But, and then I think I'm going to extend my trip and spend Christmas on the East Coast. Nice. But I, I pretty much dance for Sapphire here and there. I just hosted the pool party, the topless pool party, which was fun. In Vegas? Mm-hmm. Okay. But other than Oh, that, you did that with um, with Alexis Monroe and... Uh, I did. No, that was just... A, that was our girl hangout day. I hosted Sapphire Topless Pool for the first weekend of summer. Oh, okay. For Sapphire Day Club out here. And after I had a feature performance the night before... But other than that, I'm not really booked aside from the Robert De Niro film, which is fucking huge. And then I just shot the Amazon Prime thing, but I'm just relaxing. Like, I guess I was, I'm being told that this summer is going to be very leisurely for me, which will be nice. Because right, so. I've been kind of all over the place lately. So I'm literally just going to fucking hunker down. Hang out by the pool, harass golfers. <laughs> so this is kind of cool because, um, you know, Did you the see last that video on no. Instagram. So uh, basically, you know how Derek's house is on the ninth hole. I'm by the pool, like the pool and the gate is right here, and then the fucking ninth hole. Every motherfucking golfer that comes up sit, stops and talks to me. So I'm like, can't I just fucking tan? So I turned it around. <laughs> yeah. I turned it around. You guys can see the video on my um, Instagram. I was like, I'm going to, I like video. I was like, I'm going to go harass the golfers. Like, so I make it like a fun thing to like, oh, to start idea. like, 
distracting them and like fun, but they always end up laughing and stuff like that. That it was really fun. But so I joke around like I spend my days harassing golfers by the pool. Like it's a really hard life, you know. <laughs> I did graduate for interior design, so like that's something I dabble in. If someone wants me to decorate their place for them, yeah, great. But I stay pretty busy with everything else, so. Well, this might be an opportunity for you guys out there. If yeah. you are doing some kind of a production or some kind of grand opening or it. something yeah. that you do need a uh, very uh, gregarious, personable model yeah. to be there for you to make yeah. your uh, thing go well. I'm really good well. with event planning. She's good. Head. She's actually got some free time, so try to get her booked. Talk to her agency. Uh, which is your agency for LA feature? Direct Models. So, LA Direct I'm Models. Lee Network is for featuring. And Lee Network for featuring. So yeah. if you are the kind of person that needs somebody like this, uh, for your production or for your um, um, a grand opening or whatever, mm -hmm. then do look her up and uh, you can get her because usually her schedule is a lot more busy than this. Yeah, exactly. And I oh, I also shot a music video for an upcoming artist called Matt Jill Cassidy was in it with me. Oh, she's me, she's the, the fucking cutest. So our music video will be coming out for Matt Easton Music. It's a great song. So we've just been shooting here and there. You know how how life goes. <laughs> Well, there you go, everybody. The awesome, the incredible, the talented, the strikingly beautiful oh, Michelle you. Maylene. Uh, you're following her already if you've been listening to the podcast, <laughs> but just one more time, tell them where to follow you. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at, at Michelle Maylene, and then Instagram is my private account, but I'll gladly add you. It's at the Michelle Maylene. T H E M A Y. Wait, shit. <laughs> T H E Michelle M A Y L E N E, because, you know, some troll stole my other page as usual but thank you guys so much for having me Glenn I can't go. wait to spend more time with you while I'm hanging around Vegas yay we're gonna hang out this we're summer we're gonna hang Absolutely. out we're you gonna fucking let's fucking wrangle bitches let's do let's it, it. <laughs> alright so if you are one of the 50 something thousand subscribers who listen to the podcast then thank you very much yeah, if you are you. somebody that's just kind of finding us for the first time today uh, whether it be on Spreaker, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, iTunes, or YouTube, or any place else you get podcasts, we would very much appreciate it. I know Michelle would appreciate it, and maybe even have sex with you if you hit the subscribe button and give us possibly. a five, possibly. possibly. Not guaranteed, Not guaranteed. But possibly. I'm very particular. Yeah, so subscribe. <laughs> give us a five-star review on there. I don't care if you even listen to the podcast. Just do... Give us five a five-star review. review, motherfuckers, or yeah. I'll hunt you down myself. Yes. If you don't, okay, I mean, you should do it differently, where you're like, if, I, if you don't, I will, are you familiar with Lorena Bobbitt? No, I'm just kidding. That could happen, because don't forget, guys, that I am the, um, the dominatrix whisperer, the guy that spawns and helps girls become more aggressive and mean. There's a whole side of Michelle that we're going to open up here, so oh, I already got that do what she here. says, or she's going to come after you. So there you go. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Let's Talk About All